Louise McSharry on 2FM. But first, it is time for How to Be an Adult. If you listen regularly, you know the drill. How to Be an Adult is where we talk about something you kind of feel like you should probably have picked up at this stage. But maybe you just weren't paying attention or maybe you just never really took an interest and now it's kind of almost too late to ask without feeling a bit silly. Well, there are no silly questions here. And uh, we try and uh, approach everything with a very open mind. And this week, look, it's not the sexiest thing, but the sun is out across Ireland today. And lots of us have learned a lot about being smart in the sun when it comes to our skin. But unfortunately, lots of us also haven't. So today we are very lucky to have Celine Daly, dermatology nurse specialist at Sligo University Hospital, joining us to educate us. Hello. Good morning. Hi, Louise. Good morning. How are you doing? Oh, fabulous. It's just a fantastic day. It's so beautiful. I'm here in Strand Hill looking out on oh. Nottingham and it's just stunning. Oh my God, that sounds amazing. I'm in yeah. a dark bunker with <laughs> no, like basically no view of the outside. But I will be soon. Mm. <laughs> and I know that everyone is gearing up for a day outside today. And um, as I said, it's not the sexiest topic to talk about kind of sun cream and keeping yourself safe in the sun. But it is really important, isn't it? It's so important, Louise. And absolutely, I think dermatology people are kind of nerdy and we'd love to be in the cave right now in the dark <laughs> and, and with no sun. Fabulous. Perfect. But really, I suppose we're not trying to be killjoys. I know locally here people are afraid of me, particularly uh-huh. when it's sunny outside because think, oh my God, if Celine Daly sees me and I'm sunburnt or red, she's going to kill me. And it's not, we're trying to be compassionate and loving in dermatology nursing care. But we are concerned about skin cancer because skin cancer is the most common form of cancer in Ireland. There are over 13,000 cases of skin cancer diagnosed each and every year in Ireland and that's growing rapidly set to double by 2040. Mm-hmm. So over a thousand of those cases are the more serious of skin cancers which is malignant melanoma. Now the great news, the positive news about skin cancers we know what causes it unlike an awful lot of cancers. Yeah. Um, so nine out of ten cases of skin cancer are directly caused by overexposure to UV light or sunlight. Are we bad at sun care in Ireland in general? We're bad. The news is that we're bad. I think Irish people in general are not great in weather. So in winter, we'll go out with a T-shirt on, you know, not proper clothing, you know, not proper shoes. But in summer, we don't wear sunscreen. We don't take shade. We don't wear hats. We don't wear proper sunglasses. So we're really not well behaved, whether we're in Ireland or abroad. Now, when we tend to go abroad, Louise, and the research shows when we're in the airport, you pick up the sunscreen, we're kind of aware that we may get sunburned on holidays. But the sun is the same in Spain as it is in Ireland. And just to demystify sun for a second. So the sun is that big ball of fire in the sky (laughs) and it gives us heat, which is wonderful, infrared, but it also gives us UV radiation. That's UVA, B and C. UVC doesn't reach us. It's the A and the B UV radiation that we're concerned about. They cause burning and they cause skin aging and they cause skin cancer particularly. Mm. So when you're in Spain in May, it's beautiful, sunny, not a cloud in the sky and the UV index is moderate to high. But in Ireland, typically in May, June and sometimes July and August, it can be misty, rainy, cloudy, but the UV index is still moderate and that's what gives us skin cancer. So we think, oh, we're in Ireland. Why bother putting the sunscreen? Sure, it's not good weather. And we hear this all the time, but it's important to be sun smart between the 1st of March and the end of September every single year, even in Ireland on a cloudy day. And that's going to prevent us from getting skin cancer. And how do we know this, Louise? We look at our Australian friends. So in Australia, the SunSmart program began in the early 80s because they had a huge instance of malignant melanoma. Again, a very fair skin type, freckly red hair, people that sunburn easily and a very high UV index, obviously. Mm. So they realised the link between sun exposure and skin cancer. They bought the SunSmart program, which is 
wearing your sunglasses, your broad brim hat, staying in the shade between 11 and 2 or 3 and wearing a very high factor of 30 or 50 sunscreen. They're the only country in the world to actually bring down their levels of malignant melanoma. And now there's a whole generation of people who have grown up with SunSmart and know nothing different in Australia. So my colleagues, people I trained with in the early 2000s that would have gone to Australia, would have gone out there, got sunburned. I remember one of my friends went into a pharmacy to look for something for her sunburn and the guy wouldn't even say her anything. He was disgusted. He literally ejected her from the pharmacy what? because they have a culture of being sun smart. Another example in Australia, if you bring your kid in sunburnt into ED, for example, in Australia, they call the social workers because they feel it's abusive. They just have a different culture of sun exposure. Even our local friends here, Spain, Portugal, France, they take a siesta in the middle of the day. Now, I'm here in Stranton in Sligo. I can guarantee you there's people going to be drinking beers down the beach now until 6pm and they're going to be sunburnt this evening. Yeah. So we just don't have a good culture of sun exposure. And do you think that's because we, we, in our minds, sure, we don't get much sun, we might as well enjoy it when we have it? Yeah, and we we have a different culture completely. I suppose we have this, we almost beat ourselves up because we have the climate we have. Now, there's people that move to Ireland for our climate, would you believe? They like this kind of damp, cool weather that we experience. Mm. But the first crack of sun, we rush out at 10 o'clock in the morning. And Louise, you get burnt right now if you went outside and you didn't yeah. have sun factor on. It's actually that, it's that warm. But remember, the UV index is always kind of moderate during the summertime. Yeah. Um, but also, we drink alcohol during the day. We don't rehydrate our, our ourselves we you know look at our spanish friends they go in for a little siesta have their lunch bring their kids bring their animals inside and from 11 till 3 and just give a little break at that time no no we can't waste one bit of sun and i think it goes back like to the 80s do you remember if you didn't have a suntan if you had if you went on holidays you had to burn yourself and have a suntan because then nobody would know you went on holidays so there was no point and so we just really need to re-educate ourselves and again it's not true in anyone's fun and obviously we need an outdoor summer this summer due to covid Mm. and due to social distancing but um, really and truly from a dermatology skin health point of view we really need to tackle the amount of skin cancer we're experiencing here in Ireland Okay, so I want to talk about skin cancer because I think that people maybe don't take it that seriously I think people don't realise the possible kind of you know repercussions of skin cancer Mm -hmm. and my dad is listening right now and I want this said almost directly to him because he is a man who I have never seen him put on sunscreen and he is like a lobster yes Rory Mm -hmm. every summer and I know that there are lots and lots of people like him so let's get real and serious about skin cancer if you get skin cancer what can happen so um, skin cancer is divided into two groups. There is malignant melanoma, which is a serious type of one, and then non-malignant melanoma skin cancers. So non-malignant melanoma skin cancers are called basal cell carcinomas and squamous cell carcinomas. And then we have a precancerous lesion called actinokeratosis. So of course in dermatology, we have to make things a little bit difficult and put weird Latin and Greek names mm-hmm. on things. So basically actinokeratosis are those kind of flaky white scaly patches you will see on older skin of people who are sun damaged. So farmers, fishermen, your dad who burns every year, for example, you see these scaly kind of lesions on their skin. If you, have, if you do have these kind of lesions, go to your GP because these can be treated with a cold spray called cryotherapy, which will just burn these precancerous lesions off. Then we have basal cell carcinomas which and squamous cell carcinomas. We can group them and look, they look like lesions that weren't there before. They can bleed, they, can, um, they don't go away, they, they hang around and they tend to get larger. So if you have anything on your skin which wasn't there before, if you have a new lesion which is changed 
changing in shape or size or bleeding, go immediately to your GP because we can treat these early and they can be contained. However, our, this squamous cell carcinoma, which is a large region which can bleed readily, for example, that has the potential to spread to other organs of the body. And that's really concerning. Yeah. Then we have other, the other category is the malignant melanoma. Now, this is the most serious type of skin cancer. And malignant melanoma tends to occur, it looks like a mole which is changing. Now, just remember that moles are completely normal. You can have 20 to 30 moles on your body and you can develop moles right up to the age of 35. Moles you develop over the age of 35 we're concerned about. Now, in the 70s and 80s, people just cut their moles off. So you'd appear at a surgeon's office, he cut all your moles off, you're good to go. But actually, malignant melanoma, the overwhelming majority of malignant melanoma occurs from new lesions which occur in your skin over the age of 35, not from moles that you're born with or childhood moles. So cutting your moles off or covering them with a plaster is not good. Your entire body has to be covered with sunscreen or clothing. So malignant melanoma has the potential to leak out and spread to other organs of the body via your lymph system. So imagine a little ink blot that just spreads via the lymph system and then can travel to other organs. And that's when it becomes a huge issue. And we have a huge issue with malignant melanoma. Again, it's a, it's a funny cancer because it, you're not sick. Your bloods don't go off. You don't feel unwell but you will have a lesion that appears different on your body and that's why we encourage everybody to examine their skin once every couple of months so again you know having a look at all your body but remember that malignant melanoma in men typically occurs on the back and you can't see your back so it's important to get your partner your friend your neighbor somebody who you trust to have a little look at your skin regularly and that's in between your toes and the bottom of your soles and every single inch of your skin as well a lot of the time partners will pick up malignant melanoma or skin cancers or often hairdressers beauticians, physios, or your GP just incidentally, if you're just coming in for another check, because again, we're bad at SunSmart, we're also bad at examining our skin. I think that's in our Irish mentality that we just don't want to look at ourselves effectively, but it's so important to examine. God, like, you know, it's just, it's at the end of the day, it's preventable. And the idea, like I've had cancer, um, Mm -hmm. and the idea that you know, you could prevent it and you wouldn't. Like, imagine how you would feel if you got a diagnosis and it was that very serious melanoma Mm -hmm. and it had spread to other organs. Imagine how you would feel knowing that if you had actually just protected yourself a bit more, you, you potentially wouldn't be in that position. I and certainly don't want anyone yeah, to have to deal with that. Me too. And I see it in the clinic every day, Louise. I see people saying, my God, I use that sun, but my God, I got burnt when I was younger. Look, there's some excuse in the 70s and 80s because they didn't, nobody bought a sunscreen. There wasn't the awareness. We know now so we can do better. But again, and in nursing terms, this is really important. Um, it, there's a movement now in nursing where we're non-judgmental. You know, we don't judge anybody. So if you feel they've done the sunbeds, you've done the sunburning, don't be ashamed of that. Own it. We all have done it, Louise. Yeah. Hands up, I have done it more than anybody. Student nurses in, in the early 2000s and late 90s were shocking. Okay. So, you know, I've done it all. Hands up. So don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. If you see something new, don't be looking at it. Because people do that. They look and say, mm, I wonder, oh, I wonder. Don't wonder. Go straight down to your GP. Nine out of ten times, it's nothing. But it's yeah. just good to be having awareness and get checked regularly. And don't be ashamed or don't be afraid to come and go to your GP. Yeah. Okay, well, look, I think when we, oh, I'm going to take a quick break and when we come back we'll take questions from people so if you have a question about keeping yourself safe in the sun or any of the things around these issues we'll put them to Celine in just a little while um, and also we'll talk about how you can best protect yourself heading out into that sun today so Celine Daly dermatology nurse specialist at Sligo University Hospital if you wouldn't mind hanging on there for a few minutes sure um, we will be back right after this Louise McSherry on 2FM oh so good that's Blackstreet and No Diggity on 2FM we're in the middle of how to be an 
Asian adult and today we are lucky enough to be joined by the wisdom and expertise of Celine Daly, dermatology nurse specialist at Sligo University Hospital. We're talking about keeping yourself safe in the sun and we've talked a lot about the potential consequences of not keeping yourself safe in the sun in terms of your skin. But Celine, I suppose we better tell the people what they should be doing. If they're going out today, what should they have on? What should they not have on? What's the story? Right, so every day between the 1st of March and the end of September, we want a high factor, a factor of 30 or 50 SPF with the equivalent UVA rating. So you're looking for 30 or 50 on your bottle with the UVA symbol with a circle around it. We're looking for a wide brim hat, at least six inches. We're looking for sunglasses. Keep that t-shirt on. So Irish people are obsessed with the little skinny tops, the little strappy tops. Every woman in Ireland owns a bunch of them and we all go out with them on. But the key is stay in the shade between 11 and 2 as well. So if you're planning your activities today, Saturday, Sunday. Think about doing something this morning. Think about having a nice lunch inside, under an umbrella, in some shady area, and then out again in the afternoon, late afternoon, evening. Now, Celine, I hear them crying, but what about my tan? Mm. We don't like the tan. <laughs> Get your tan out of the bottle like me. It's just far easier because, again, I don't know what it is in the Irish mentality. We suddenly think every year that we're some kind of Mediterranean, Italian, olive type skin people. And most of us aren't. Mm. So we don't actually tan very well. We might burn first and then eventually develop a tan. But that's not what we want. It's uncomfortable at the best and it's dangerous at the worst. So Get your tan out of the bottle. Fake tan gives you a little SPF about four as well. So why not put on your fake tan with your sunscreen over and then we can fake our skin to make it olive looking even though it's not. And you don't have to worry about tan lines. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, And you're in total control. There's a lot to be said for it. Um, Okay, Celine, we have loads of questions in for you. So um, let's let's get to them. First one says, I'm mortified. My daughter was out with her friends and got really badly sunburnt on her shoulders. I've put lots of aloe vera gel on her, but is there anything else I can do? She's inside today and giving me evils. Oh, my kids give me evils all the time. So don't be ashamed and don't be mortified. It happens. But let's learn from that one. So again, sunscreen, hat, sunglasses, stay in the shade between 1st of March and December, every single day of that. Now, the other thing is I dump the aloe vera. I don't really like aloe vera on skin, especially damaged or injured skin. If you're sunburnt, it's damaged. And if you have a background of eczema, for example, or atopy or this kind of allergy background, you can actually be sensitized and be, get a, a, an allergy effectively to the aloe vera. So don't use the aloe vera. Um, get down to your pharmacy. There's a great after sun um, by Elav. It's the Ovel range, yes. an Irish brand. And they make an after sun with menthol in it. And put that in the fridge. Use the menthol every hour or two on her. It's gentle. It won't cause any irritation, but it will cool and soothe the skin. If she's blistered, burnt, however, just ring your GP who can give you a prescription for a strong topical steroid just to use for a couple of days and get that on her skin. It will actually just reduce the immune system response. So basically, you will stop some of the pain as well. Give her some regular Calpol as per the instructions on the bottle because it can be quite painful but the regular Calpol will just bring down the pain level. And again, just monitor, keep plenty of fluids but don't feel the shame. Look, you know, we're all sharing here. We've all done this. Every but it's just parent. important... Every yes. parent has this, and then you never it never happens again. <laughs> or yes, exactly. It never we've all again. look at yes, we've all done it, and yeah. mostly it happens on cloudy days. You yeah. know, it's days that you don't suspect it. That's why we want to be sun smart all the time between March and September. What I do in this house with the occupants of my household is I get all my sunscreen in March, or a good majority of it, and I leave one beside every toothbrush in the house. I leave one down in the kitchen. There's one in the car. There's one out in the shed. There's one in the golf cart. There's one everywhere. Mm. So basically, you can't make a mistake. So when 
when you brush your teeth in this house, you have to brush your teeth, wash your face, and then you have to put your sunscreen on every morning. Then you get the habit of it. It becomes a habit like brushing your teeth between March and September. Then it's not an unusual thing for you to do. If your kids see you putting on sunscreen, they will copy the same thing too. Yeah. It becomes a habit. And if you use a nice hydrating sunscreen, you'll have lovely soft skin as well. The um, brilliant thing, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, next one says, when I was younger, I was so unsafe. I hate looking back at how stupid I was being. Is is it something that repairs over time? I wear proper sun cream now and cover up with clothing where I can. Yeah, can you kind of repair the damage or once the damage is done, is it done? You can't really. I mean, your skin is quite clever in one way. If you've ever been sunburned and you see the skin peeling off, that's your skin getting rid of those damaged sun, those damaged skin cells, effectively. They've been damaged by UV radiation. But can you get rid of all the damage? No, you can't, unfortunately. But this listener is doing the right thing. She's stopping right now. And that's what we care about. Don't worry about what you've done in the past leave that outside just don't worry about that whatsoever and don't feel any shame and um, but do what you're doing right now and again it's not just about the sunscreen sunscreen is vitally important it's about the whole sun smart sunscreen can let you down sometimes there's been a lot in the press recently about this louise as well about different ingredients in sunscreen yeah. or you know different sunscreens failing they fail mostly because we don't use them properly yeah. so when sunscreens are tested they're tested among people who are putting them on properly every two hours using plenty of sunscreen covering all the exposed areas most of us still are a bit stingy with our sunscreen we just use a small little bit and then we just don't reapply it again it's supposed to be reapplied every two hours don't ever just use a once only sunscreen you can use once only sunscreens but reapply them regularly in direct sunlight because nothing protects you all day against uva it'll protect against uvb but not uva which is invisible and which is soaking into your skin cells so it's important not to rely on once only sunscreens it's every two hours and as part of a sunsmart program that means a hat sunglasses and stainless shade just go back and think about those lovely people in spain and what they do how they live in spain okay. they go inside between okay. 11 and 2 terry and scary's brilliant name um, mm. and location says yeah. i'm from south africa and i've had three malignant melanomas the damage is mm. done from a young age i was a provisional swimmer and in my youth sunscreen just wasn't a big thing yeah i suppose there's lots of people probably who'd be in that position kathy yes. says um how long should you put spf on before going out in the sun i'm totally confused i was told to give yourself 20 minutes of sunshine sunshine without SPF to get the vitamin D and then put it on and head back out. There's a blank piece of advice, and this is from a vitamin D point of view, that you should be out 20 minutes without some factor on, on your hands and face to absorb some vitamin D. Now, there's a big problem with that when you're red-haired, blonde-haired, blue-eyed or green-eyed and you freckle because you will burn in 10 minutes today. Yeah. So if you go for 20 minutes, you're going to be sunburned without sunscreen. Um, so what we advise people to do is to look at their vitamin D levels. Now, if you're unsure of vitamin D, you can get your GP to check your levels for you. Everyone in the Northern Hemisphere has low vitamin D levels. You can almost take that for a cert and especially if you're darker skin type and live in the northern hemisphere so what i do in this house again my Mm -hmm. wonderful house that i have and i buy super fortified vitamin d milk so if i give my kids cereal in the morning with the vitamin d milk and tea they get a very good dose of vitamin d and i also give them a supplement Mm -hmm. so that's giving them a good dose of vitamin d also oily fish eggs and cheese has good levels of vitamin d but you should take a supplement as well just because you live in the northern hemisphere if you go out on a couple of days and soak up vitamin d for 20 minutes you're still not going to have enough to do you for the year because it actually um, evaporates quite quickly from your body. Right. And it's very important for your body's function. But we, in dermatology, we don't like sun tanning and sun burning to get your vitamin D levels because you're going to get a skin cancer. Yeah. That's going to give you another problem. So look at your diet and look at your supplements. Okay. Lisa in Killybeg says, my friend once told me that my tattoos are more at risk than the rest of my skin and it haunts me. I have tattoos on both my calves and avoid wearing shorts just in case. Is this true? Mm. 
Your tattoos aren't more at risk. Now, the one thing that will happen to tattoos is they will fade in the sunlight. So that's why people who do tattoos advise a factor 50 on your tattoos. And um, the problem with tattoos is if you tattoo over skin, it can actually hide malignant melanoma. So remembering that our eyes are the biggest protecting factor to us actually detecting skin cancer on our skin. So if you have a tattoo on an area and a malignant melanoma grows in it. So when I'm looking for a malignant melanoma, I'm looking for something that's dark black or brown in colour with an unusual shape or an irregular border that's larger than the top of a pencil that's new or changing. We call it an ugly duckling, for example. If a tattoo is over that area, you will not detect that malignant melanoma. And that's where it's dangerous. Mm. So there's been a couple of papers that have been written on this, and it's 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 an interesting point. But again, it goes back to you remember people put plasters on their skin where their moles were. We should protect our whole skin. So what this listener is doing is she's wearing clothing over it. Wear clothing. Put your factor fifty over it. Have your sunglasses and your hat, and protect your whole body, just not the tattooed areas. But it's important to note if you have very fair skin type, have a lot of sun exposure, a family history of skin cancer, just. Think twice about getting a tattoo because you may not be able to detect malignant melanoma under a tattoo. Okay. Uh, Mary says, I've developed a skin rash and it's getting worse. Have I become allergic to the sun? It's like constant prickly heat. I still want my sun holidays. Yeah, what what about that? I, I get that actually. Um, mm. kind of, uh, almost like an allergic reaction to, to the sun sometimes. It's very uncomfortable and it's called polymorphic light eruption. That's the fancy name for prickly heat. And an awful lot of people, again, in the Northern Hemisphere, suffer from this. It's thought that, you know, we're in the dark depths of winter most of the time. And then in March, the sun pops out and all of a sudden you're covered in this awful rash. Or you go on holidays in April to Spain yeah. and day one, you're sitting in the apartment in in agony, basically, yes. and you're scratching, which I is awful. I once read 14 books on a two-week sun holiday because I basically oh. couldn't be outside because it was so bad. Yes, horrific. Yeah. Now, actually, a very interesting thing that happens in dermatology is somebody who suffers, like you, Louise, if you suffer badly from polymorphic light eruption, you can go and visit your, G, or your, your dermatologist and we actually do a procedure called phototherapy. Mm. So uh, in this procedure, around February or March, we'll bring you into a phototherapy unit and we'll start you off on a light treatment called phototherapy, which is very narrow-band safe form of light treatment. We build the time up from about 20 seconds to three minutes over a six-week period. And in fact, we burn off the polymorphic light eruption. So this is an allergic, yes, kind of an allergic reaction to the sun. But if you go on phototherapy and gently build up the exposure to the UV light, you actually burn it off and then you can just go on your holidays and you're fine. Okay, so, so you're kind you're, of building probably a tolerance. For two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, but then you're fine after. So effectively, this treatment burns it off and then you're fine. An awful lot of units will do this around the country and most patients will come in in February or March to burn it off before their sun holiday. That's interesting because it's actually kind of connected to the next question that we have because I know over the years, people said to me many times, oh, sure, go on a few sunbeds before you go on your holidays. And this next question says, uh, and it will prevent the prickly heat. And this next question says, I know someone who has psoriasis and is planning to use tanning beds thinking this will help. As far as I'm concerned, concerned this isn't going to be effective because it's not light treatment in the medical sense and it will just expose Mm. her to damaging her skin even more and possibly lead to more serious issues you do hear this you do hear people saying oh i do a sunbed for my psoriasis or like people recommended to me for the prickly heat Yes, I shiver when I hear this. I shiver when I hear this because we have done so much research both locally in Sligo, nationally and internationally looking at sunbeds and dermatologists' biggest fear are sunbeds, number one. Sunbeds emit 10 times more light than the, the natural sun itself. And a couple of years ago, there was a huge piece of research on the States about sunbeds and they now know there is more case of skin cancer due to sunbeds than there are of lung cancer due to smoking. 
So sunbeds are a number one carcinogenic and have been uh, declared by the World Health Organization as a number one carcinogenic and nobody should ever use sunbeds. I'll repeat that again. Nobody should ever use sunbeds for any reason and they are completely unsafe, completely unsafe. If you have psoriasis, so I, I love medical dermatology. I do four therapy treatment with my colleagues, Karen and Marion, in Sligo Hospital. And we do four therapy treatments. And there's many four therapy clinics around the country that you can access for free. It doesn't cost you a penny. So four therapy is a narrow band form of light, which is a safe form of sunlight. If you have psoriasis, I would so encourage you to go to your GP with the view to seeing a hospital-based consultant dermatologist. Psoriasis is not just a skin disease. Psoriasis is a body inflammatory disease. So it occurs typically in late teens after a sore throat you get this full rush or rash of psoriasis it's genetic passed down through family members and basically in psoriasis you make more skin so i get new skin every month or so if you have psoriasis you get new skin every three or four days but these are immature funny looking skin cells so it looks scaly and thick and red now, if you have psoriasis, severe psoriasis, you're more likely to develop diabetes and heart disease, for example, because there's a body inflammatory response going on here. Mm-hmm. With psoriasis, I mean, in the last 20 years in dermatology, everything has changed with psoriasis. We now have, we have four therapy light treatments, for example. We also have a host of very safe, effective medications you can go on for psoriasis. So if you have, if your body is covered in psoriasis or even 50% covered in psoriasis, there are oral medications and injectable, safe, effective medications you can go on for psoriasis. And it also in dermatology units, what dermatology nurses do is a whole holistic care plan for patients on psoriasis. So we'll talk about smoking cessation. We'll look at exercise and healthy eating, for example, and, you know, look at the whole person because, again, it can affect your psychology and yeah. um, psoriasis or any type of chronic skin disease can make you feel down the dumps. It can make you have negative thoughts as well. So in dermatology units, so we have in Vincent's, the Waterford, James's. Tala, Sligo, Galway, we're all across the country and we're here for you. Yeah. So if you have a chronic skin condition like psoriasis, please, please go to your GP with a view to being referred to a hospital-based consultant dermatologist where you get free treatment for your psoriasis. And again, it's safe, effective treatment. And again, I repeat, never use some bits. If you use them now, stop them because they are so, so, so dangerous. Well, Celine Daly, dermatology nurse specialist at Sligo University Hospital. Thank you so, so much for sharing your expertise with us today. I think we'll have to have you back because there's loads of questions I didn't get to ask you and I'm sure there's loads of other areas of skin we could talk about. Um, oh, and uh, Irish Skin Foundation, great website to go to. So it's irishskin.ie. I'm also doing the podcast at the moment with the Marie Keating Foundation all about melanoma. Wow. So go to Spotify, put in Marie Keating Melanoma. There's some fantastic information on there as well. And Irish skin.ie for any questions you have on anything dermatology. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Celine. Have a Brilliant. lovely day. I hope you enjoy you too, the sun Louise, you in too. a safe way at the correct time. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Louise Mac Sherry on 2FM.